Church is the place to be at any time. Church is the place of over 100% result. Church is a place of no loss at all. Church is a place of no curse at all. He said, bless and curse not. Glory to God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh my God. Somebody shout hallelujah. God is good. God is worthy. It's a place to be because of the word. Because of the power of God. Romans 12 and verse 14 says, bless and curse not. It is not in the character of Christians to curse. First Peter 3 and verse 9 says, Never railing for railing, nor cursing for cursing, but contrary wise blessing. For thereunto we have been called that we may inherit a blessing. Hallelujah. I've been preaching the value of your Christianity. I've said that your life is under divine orchestration. I've said that your life is under a divine mandate. I've said that God is in charge. I've spoken to you extensively about the authority you have as a Christian and particularly the autonomous ability of God at work within you and that God is working for your good within you in the physical particularly. I never see yourself as somebody who is outside the plan of God. For you are within the very framework of the completed work at Calvary. Your life is following a divine mandate and blueprint. There's something so specific and so spectacular about you. It's the uniqueness of the cross of Jesus that has made you who you are under God. Amen. I've preached several things you should do as a Christian to walk in the power of God. The never like nothing else power of God is not a special exclusive reserve or preserve of the special people in quotes is a special exclusive reserve of the new creature. I never want to think of scriptures like John 14 and verse 12. The works I do shall they who believe on me do and greater works than these shall they do because I go to my father with any sense of unbelief skepticism, cynicism, sarcasm or doubt I love to find such scriptures because they encourage my heart I say well if God used Christ, if God used Paul, if God used Peter if God used the apostles who are just mere fellows like I am just vain humans like I am then God can use me if it happened in Bible it's possible in contemporary times if the reason why it happened is because we are Christians then it's possible God can do it through me. I can raise the dead. I can cast out devils. I can open blind eyes. I can heal whole communities with the power of God. At ease. Almost seamlessly. Like Jesus did. He was a miracle worker to the core. He was strategic. He was outstanding. He worked miracles at a command. He had control. He had such authoritative control of the miraculous Matthew's gospel chapter 11 it was as though Jesus Christ was a quiver of the miraculous he dished the miraculous at will he healed the sick at will he didn't have any form of agitation or fears or any long prayers before he could cast out devils they were at his beck and call he controlled nature 
He had supreme power over nature. He was casting out devils by will. I love this kind of person. He's a kind of person to emulate. And you don't emulate this by your goodness. You emulate this by faith. Knowing that what God says about you is so and true and steadfast. Matthew 11. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 1. And it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples. He departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Matthew 11 1. Someone says, was Christ a preacher or a teacher? What's your business with this? He taught and he preached. Someone says, I don't want to preach, I want to teach. What do you mean? Just say something and say the word of God and bless our life. And get off the stage so we can go and make progress what you have said to us. It's only about you, it's about us. So whether you are preaching or teaching, say it and make sure it's the word of God so we can latch on to it. And whether you have taught or preached, we'll still go and latch on to it all the same. Amen. Someone says, I, I, I don't want to talk because I'm a teacher. What do you mean? Teach what you want to preach. And preach what you want to teach. And make sure it's the word of God. Matthew 11 and verse 2. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples. Verse 3. And said unto him, Are thou he that should come? Or do we look for another? Question mark. Verse 4. Jesus answered and said unto them, Go! and shoot John again those things which ye do hear and see go and tell John again I love this go and tell John go go and tell John are you the person we should expect is there something else? Are you the Messiah? Are you Christ? He said, go and tell John again. I love this kind of declaration. Very powerful. It wasn't some kind of powerful declaration of the miraculous or the possibility of the supernatural for self-glory, for vainglory, or for some kind of ostentatious rasmatas. It was a declaration of the miraculous, of the power of the miraculous to the glory of the Father. He said, I seek not my own glory. I seek the glory of him who has sent me. The Father who has sent me with me. I do those things that please him. I don't seek my own glory. I seek the glory of God. He said, go and tell John again. Go and tell John to be sure this attention of my call is proved by the miraculous. Have you seen it? Matthew 11 and then verse 4. Get your Bibles. Don't look around. It's not looking around time. There's going to be time to look around at the end of church. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now some folks are not really sure what to do. They're not sure where to go. What time is allotted to what thing becomes a serious question that bugs them. Preaching five minutes. Church realization 20 minutes. Varieties two hours. Offerings three hours. Matthew 11 let's get business. Get back to business. Verse 5. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever 
shall not be offended in me. The miraculous is a part of us. It's too late, ladies and gentlemen, to despise a Christian. It's too late. The miraculous is a part of us. I was just singing on bringing a dead man to this church tonight and saying, Stand up in the name of Jesus Christ. And this dead man looks at me worse than he was brought in a corpse, lifeless, dead, still, immobile, breathless, petrifying and decaying, smelling the puff of death, creating an aura of fear and the sitting of eternal departure. I was just thinking of the kind of mockery that would go around and say, well, he tried to raise the dead. He was a very serious sham and shame at church. But this is with stupidity because I never said, Arise in the name of the pastor. I said, Stand up in the name of Jesus Christ. Now you know who to mock if I say, Stand up in the name of Jesus, and nothing physically happens. You mock the Lord, never mock me. Because never said a man's name. Now, if I said a man's name and nothing happened, you should have mocked me. But if I had said in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk, and then nothing physically or literally happens, or immediately happens, or spontaneously happens, never mock man, mock God. And he therefore that despised First Thessalonians 4 1 verse 8 despised not man, but God, who has given to us of his Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, Seek God, never seek the miraculous. God is more important than miracles. The logic is this. You may find miracles and never find God. But when you find the Lord, you have found the miraculous. You have even found beyond the miraculous. You have found the divine. They are possible. The Christian is the agent of demonstration of God's power upon the face of the earth. God's word is clear about it. First Corinthians 12, 7. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every one of us. You, I, me, every one of us for the common good of all. Ladies and gentlemen, I said something very striking that I want to quickly call to your remembrance right now. I don't want to study the life of Jesus or Paul or the apostles with a sense of inferiority considering possibilities by them through God as unreachable heights for the contemporary modern church. I don't want you at any time to have a lopsided view of scriptures and say, well, the Lord could use some people, God cannot use us. I will to God that you look at the specific principles of operation. Specific principles <laughs> Simple principles. I call them the, the very the very prideful attitudes of the man Paul. So certain simple principles. He that wrought effectually Peter to the apostles of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me towards the Gentiles. If God used that Christian, then God can use me. Amen. You get the point? Somebody just comes to us and say, ah, I was just coming, I just saw a snake. 
and I swallowed it in Jesus' name. I just swallowed the cobra because it was so I just swallowed it in Jesus' name. Left swallowing the cobra, I just came close to an 18 wheeler. He was just about to cross a, a, a three year old baby. I said, Trailer, be flung off the road. And this 18 wheeler flung off the road one, one kilometers. I just came to church. <laughs> I don't want you ever to say, Really? You sure you're not sick or crazy? Or say, <laughs> You mean that you're not bad? Or say, I don't believe. Even if it is true, I don't believe. I don't believe. I don't care. I don't believe. I'm not a fool. I don't believe. How can I believe God can do it? How, how, how? Don't be incredible. Don't be unbelieving. Don't be unscrupulous. Don't be, don't be, don't be fake in your facade. Don't be, don't be wrong in your outlook. I love to say, for example, he that did this through you a while ago, the shame is mighty within me. Now, if God can use you, then God can use me. If there's anybody God has ever used as a Christian, then God can also use me. Whatever God is using anybody to do, God can use me to do more. Very pivotal. These are very striking principles of miracle operation. The Christians should appropriate and appreciate. There are certain things you are saying, you are believing. There are certain negative attitudes you have that will never ever make it possible to work in the miraculous. For example, you say, God can use that guy. God cannot use I. There are many problems of the woman. You will hear me say tomorrow, it is not about peculiar problems to the woman, folks. It's about peculiar women to problems. They are the ones who love problems. Women embrace problems than problems embrace them. An average woman from the age of 10 begins to nurse in her heart how problems will come. How problems will come. How problems will come. In marriage, for example, a young man wants to get married. You will never hear this man say, what if I don't have a child? You will never hear it. The man says, ah, huh? Now, he's a virgin brother. But he's saying, hey, I'm complete 100%. Can you see me? Now, a lady who has gone through the menstrual cycle for several years says, hey, God, what if I don't have a child? It takes two to make a child. Never say, what if I don't have a child? Say, what if we don't have a child? She won't ever have a lady say, what if we don't have a child? She will always say, and at times, it's the man who is important. And importance goes beyond the physical nerves. Importance may be in the semen and several other things. But you will never find a lady say, what if we don't have children? She said, what if I don't have the child? And the problem of barrenness or the problem of having no child in the family is more on the woman than on the man. Have you ever seen a man going from house to house for prayer? Have you ever seen a man going from place to place for prayer? I want a child. I want a child. I want a child. I want a child. But a woman would even go and sleep with a herbalist to have a child for the husband at home who is bar, who is impotent. It's funny. The woman is okay. She's fertile. She's 100% fertile. The man is impotent. I mean, he's okay as a man, but he cannot produce. His seed is dead seed. Immature seed. It's just good for life. That's all. So this lady wants to go get pregnant. Herbalist says, Go and produce. 
the stomach intestine of a house fly or the liver of a cockroach and come for prayer she needs in submission and say I can never get it even even if I make myself an angel such things are too far-fetched they belong to the gods and they don't dwell amongst men the man says another option now come with me and lie with me he says that one is easier so the problem is not particular problems to particular women it's particular women to particular problems they are waiting for the problems they are waiting for the problems a man never says what if i don't get married a woman says what if i don't get married a man never says what if i die poor a woman says, what if I die poor? Nobody complains amongst the men. All the women complain all the time. It's like the men are saying, whatever is going to be, is going to be. Women say, hey, it doesn't have to be. It cannot be if it rains. We are in trouble. What if it rains? Do you know, for example, the, the sky is lower and the cloud is very heavy. And it's dark. Thick, dark, pitch dark. And it's low, you're lowering. Do you know a woman could run from this country and go and kill herself? A man says, Let's just wait. We'll wait inside the rain. A woman says, I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> if the rain comes out, I'm dead. Why are you dead? I don't know. Particularities. A vibe of it, don't worry. It has to be tomorrow. Glory to God. want you to learn a wrong thing and say well if God used somebody God cannot use me principles of action the Lord can use me I don't envy any Christian if you are a Christian God is using I don't envy you in any way because God is using me also that's why I don't worship any hero I don't have any hero I don't have any mentor you won't find me on this to glorify any man. I glorify God. Because there is nothing God has used anybody to achieve upon the face of the earth. God can use anybody to achieve upon the face of the earth that God cannot use me more to achieve a million times more. I don't know anything God has ever used anybody to do. God cannot use you to do more. And this is the attitude. It's a wrong notion. Oh Lord, send us another Elijah to call the fire down. Why do you need Elijah? Why do you need the fire? Know ye not what manner of spirit you are made of? For the Son of Man is not going to destroy, but to save them that are lost. Oh, Holy Ghost, give me the spirit of Idahosa. The spirit of Idahosa, if he was born again, is with the Lord Jesus Christ. Any other spirit you have here is a demon spirit. So if you ask for the spirit of a dead man, a demon is just by your door. It is given unto man who wants to die after death, there is judgment. If you ever see your father in a dream, it's a demon. No? Your father is reserved by the Lord for hell if he's not born again or reserved by the Lord for heaven if he's saved. If your father comes to you in a dream, say, ouch, in the name of Jesus. It's not your father. 
It's a demon. After death, no activity. So if an appearance comes your way, say, go your way. You're not my father. My father is waiting for hell. Or waiting for heaven. No sentiments. <laughs> God cannot but send him to heaven. And then he will send you to hell. If God, because of you, takes somebody who is worth hell to heaven, then he will, because of somebody, take your place also. And send you who is worth heaven to hell. And thereby nullify his own blood. Make up your mind as a child of God. Learn the principles. Powerful principles. He said, 2 Timothy 2 and verse 1, My son Timothy be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Those things which you have heard of me amongst many witnesses, commit thou also to faithful men who shall be able to teach others. And I'd love to show you this, this one again because it's outstanding. Paul's perception of ministry. If God used Paul, then God can use me more. None of the apostles had a copy of the Bible like we do today. None of the apostles had the kind of you and I are exposed to today. None of the apostles were built on the foundation of the apostles like you and I have been built today. None of the apostles had a witness of the manifestation of the glory of God's grace like it is in our, in our, in our generation. So we are privileged. We are at an advantage. This generation will die if you and I refuse to rise to responsibility and know we are an advantage set of those who are born of the spirit of God. Thank you, Father. Amen. He's worthy of all the praise and all the glory. Don't you like this one? It's called Romans chapter 15. And verse 17. Romans 15, 17. Glory. We're not just walking outside to have all these things. Go all over the world via the electronic and the audio visual media. But we're still working on the inside to impact the world by all means at ever. Did you hear me? All means, all possible means should be employed to have every human impacted by the word of faith and power within a very short time before the end comes. Before the end swoops upon the world like a prey. On a petty week, like a predator, the petty week prey. Romans chapter 15 and verse 17. I have whereof, I have therefore whereof I make glory through Jesus Christ in those things which pertain to God. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ hath not wrought by me to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed. To make the Gentiles obedient. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh foolish Galatians. Who have bewitched you. That you should not bear the truth. Before whose eyes Christ was evidently set forth. As crucified. Do 
This will I learn of you, receive ye the Spirit, that the works of the law or the hearing of faith. He therefore that ministereth the Spirit amongst you and worketh miracles, doeth he it by the hearing of the law, by the works of the law, the hearing of faith. He that ministereth the Spirit and worketh miracles particular principles particular platforms of shoots propagating propelling of shoots to a miracle laden life the christian must possess right on his heart right within him the frame of his mind verse 19 through mighty signs and wonders by the power of the spirit of god so that from jerusalem right about unto illyricum i have fully preached the gospel of christ yea so have i strived to preach the gospel not where christ was named lest i should build upon another man's foundation i preached not where christ was named i said to use in passing i said it's sinful to find yourself at the place there is no church and you stay back say where there is no church. It's even more shameful to find yourself at the place where there are churches and you say where well, there are dead churches. What makes them dead? If they are dead churches, if you have life, then don't give, go give them life. It's interesting to find the dead church with a living man living in God. Amen. Now like Christ came a beacon of light a true light to his word that lighted every man that cometh into the world. I was thinking you could be a beacon, a ray or a flicker, a beam of light to a dead generation or a dead church. If you find your place, find yourself in a place where there's no living church, then become the living church in the place and revive the dead church. This is your responsibility. Never run from church, whatever church. Stay back and bless them with the influence and the glory of God. Learn this very important one. You don't need to give in to anxiety about your life because God has a plan for you. Never be anxious. You don't walk God to have a plan for you. Redemption has a basis under which God has a plan for you. And don't miss it. Too many of us are struggling and struggling to remind God of our lives. Wrong. Before you thought it wise, to cry or call upon him to care for you, he cared enough for your care in Christ. Before you came up with your prayer point, God. Blessed you in Christ 
before you thought of being loved. God loved you in Christ before you thought of how your streets could be cleansed. God sent Christ to die and wash you away from your sins in his own blood before you thought it wise to have God come on the ship of your life. God was in control. He had broken you from the edge of the life here on earth. He has created for you a new life. It's not life you are living all by yourself. It's life by the spirit of God. Before you cared enough for his care, God cared enough for your own care in Christ. And you may just leave this this, this, this um, ground and shift to one other ground. I know that I can make it. I know that I can stay. Everybody lift up your head. No matter what may come my way. My life is in. No matter what may come my way. My life is in. Shut it up. That is not a Bible revelation. This is not what God's word says. No. No, it's a wrong one. It's a religious deceit and you must get it clear. I know that I can make it. What do you mean? How would you make it? You say, I know that I can make it. What do you mean? Now what you mean is this. I know I can make it because my life is in the hands of God who would make me to make it. This is not the story of redemption. The story of redemption is I know that I have made it because in Christ it's an over story. It's a finished story. And you must get religion out of your mind if you want to make progress in God. There are several interesting things we have around that are destructive to faith. There are several interesting sermons we have preached preach at us that are from the pit of hell. There are several good songs that deny the cross of Jesus. There are several men of God who use God's platform, God's name to deny God about them, to bring upon themselves self-destruction. I don't know I can make it. In God, I have made it. You have made it. You may be the worst failure upon the face of the earth. Does not change the fact that in Christ you have made it. And this is the point. We always judge people by the physical. We say he's a poor man. That he's a poor man does not mean he doesn't have the riches of God in Christ. That he's sick and dying does not mean he has been healed in Christ. That he's a nobody does not mean he's not chosen of God and precious in his sight. And that he's put together a place, a spiritual house to offer up to God spiritual sacrifices sanctified by the Holy Ghost, acceptable to God by Christ Jesus. You must get it straight. A legion will sip into your heart. I know that I can. <laughs> Now why are you crying if you know you can make it? Why are you crying if you know you can make it? I know that. Why are you crying? How can the man that believes God cry? Anybody who is crying does not believe God. Faith does not cry. Faith is bold. Someone says, I'm not crying. I'm only appreciative. Shut up, you are crying. And you are unbelieving. When things happen, practically positive things happen, nobody cries. 
in our choices. Now, it's possible at times to be overwhelmed by some kind of excited emotions that will make tears roll down your eyes, but not tears. Mm-mm. I mean, not, not sobbing. A man could just begin to, begin to have tears drop his eyelids because he's excited. When man begins to, yeah, he's not sobbing for joy. He's crying because of hopelessness. They're two different things. Let's not mix them because we are now on the edge of what I'm saying. You say, what do you mean? When the last time I got 100,000 naira, I just was, no. When you got 100,000 naira, you were excited. Thank you, Jesus. As you lifted your hands to the Lord, tears began to roll down your cheeks. I understand this one as some kind of emotional burst because of excitement. But when a man says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cannot be crying for joy. It's not possible. Nobody cries for joy crying and cries blood. Nobody cries for joy crying and lifts himself up and smashes his femur. Nobody cries for joy and, and falls into a ditch. Nobody cries for joy and comes to church and sits at the back and curses the Lord. He must say, I'm only crying for joy. God, 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 you will see. God, I will deal with you. If he wants to deal with God, he's bitter. He's disappointed. He's laid low. He's sad. I want us to see exactly the plan of God. Because the plan of God is not that God is going to do something. Now the plan of God is that God did something. And position a strategic spirit within you that is working for your good. There is a manifestation of good. Lions are falling to you in prison places. You now have a goodly heritage. The orientation of your life is towards greatness upon the face of the earth. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. In all that you do, you have an edge over the world. You have an ascendancy. You are placed at a better position. You have an advantage. You are better off. You are better off. You are stronger. You are faster. You are faster than anybody in the face of the earth. You are more intelligent. You are more clever. You are, you are everything better than they all because Christ has given you a potential within you. There's something strong in you. He's working for your good. Amen. Amen. It's not about I know I can make it. I know I have made it. You are not destitute. You don't lack anything. You are complete in Christ. Your life is complete. Your life is as though you've lived it. It's as if you came some years ago and you lived a perfect, full life. It's not a refurbished life, it's a full life. Never make the mistake, I'm not trying to wake God or arouse him. There's something on ground already. I'm addressing this very simple issue. Because God has a plan for you. And God has grafted into this plan. Never give in to anxiety. Carefulness. Disability. Concern. Worries. Worries. Most Christians are ineffective because of worries. I've not seen anybody who worries and prays well. That is why he says, be 
careful for nothing. That verse of scripture, Philippians chapter 4, verses 5 through 6, was not advocating that all God has given begin to ask for. Those verses of the Holy Bible were not advocating ask for the given or ask for anything you want, including devils, to come into your pocket. Was saying, instead of worrying, realize the concern of God for your life. Now, nobody worries and prays well. Anxiety crushes faith. Faith crushes anxieties. Anywhere anxieties prevail, faith dies. Anxieties is a threat to faith and faith exterminates anxieties. When a man has faith enough in his heart to present to God his request, anxieties are shot dead. When anxieties prevail in your heart, it's impossible to pray. It's impossible to be a good Christian. The problem of too many of us is the problem of worries. We're not just sinful by nature. We've been born of God. We may be sinning, but we are saints of God. We don't have an inspiration within us to sin against God. We love to please the Lord. But our main problem, why we are not efficient and effective or fervent, is because we are concerned with our lives. We're too bothered. He's at church. There's something God is saying to him to make him a better Christian. But he's too bothered about what will become of him tomorrow. He's bothered. You're worried. Just worried. Things, things that matter to you are not right. Concerned. Worry. Having disquieted mind, a disquieted mind, a sorry, sorrow leading heart, a heart, a heart tossed to and fro, an agitated concern, worries. How would it have been at church today if you had come to this church with a blank mind? Said to praise the Lord. But the praises are just not coming. The praises won't just come. The praises coming are shallow. There's no depth of love for the Lord. There are no true utterances based on sincerity. You are just playing lip service. Your heart is far from God. In the dungeon and in the mouth worries. But on your lips you are praising the Lord. At times you ask yourself the question. Why am I praising God? I know things are not fine. Hallelujah. It's funny when you come to church and you find somebody in the same kind of predicament you have found yourselves and you are dying on or being crushed under the weight of and the person is rejoicing you, you are costing me. You say, why are you rejoicing? Don't you know we're having problems? Don't pretend. Cry to God. Let God understand. Tears do not bring faith. We have to address the issue of war. It's a very serious problem. Agitated, unbelieving concern. The state of mind based on hopelessness. The state of your mind based on fears of many fears. 
the state of your mind based on a lack of many things. The state of your mind for an impending evil. The state of your mind for an inevitable disaster or destruction. There are many of us who have died many times though we still live. We've died in our minds over. We've had situations of death in our minds. Somebody sits down and says, Hey! What if I drive back home and my car is squashed under an 18-wheeler? I will have died. So he dies, number one. He travels home, he does not die. He lays his head on a bed. He said, there was a story I had. I had this story at Ajegule, Lagos. Thieves came to a man's house. He said, all your money. The man said, please, I'm broke. He said, what do you mean you're broke? The man next door gave 200,000 naira. The man said, enjoy cow doba. So they put his hand on his on the table and they smashed all his fingers to equality. So he can't do bye-bye. And they smashed his head to death. Ah! As I'm sleeping, thieves just come and kill me. Ah! Something will pierce my soul. So I die a second time. The next day, if my proprietor comes to ask for money, I will kill somebody. And if I kill him, they will t- take me and hang me on the bar, firing squad, and they'll fire me ten shots. The first one that hits my heart. Ah! So I die a third time. I swear to God, if my husband talks today, I will kill him. But what if he kills me? Ah! So I die a fourth time. Many of us keep dying daily. Not like Paul. We die daily. We actually die. Worries, anxieties, a disquieted state, a troubled state. A right attitude for a right man remind do it good medicine. A broken spirit who can bear. The spirit of man will sustain him in the day of his infirmity. A broken spirit who can bear. The moment you fall in your mind or your mind is overcome, then you are empowered. You are overpowered. You are overpowered. You are stripped, wounded. You are stabbed. You are shot. You are eliminated. You are annihilated. You are killed in your mind. People that die, die first in their minds. If a man doesn't die in his mind, no death can kill him or take him away. First death in his mind. Who die, die first, die physically. This is the truth. The book of. Are you sure you want over here? Right. On the high seas. With Jesus. Find this on Mark. It's gospel. Mark's gospel. So also at Luke 8.22. Matthew 8.23. Mark's gospel chapter 4 and verse 35. And the same day. When the evening was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. You know, it's funny how many people have stories and, and sermons at the kindergarten. Someone says, Brethren, 
Let us pass to the other side. Let's 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 pass to the what does he say? Passing to the other side of what? Says let's pass to the other side of wealth. Just like we can pass to the poverty. Let's to the other side of money. You can pass to the other of pecuniary. Don't just stop things. It's grass. They don't anybody. Nobody. Just extract to one phrase like some of them thought that they didn't hell. Message passing to the other side. It's a story that's been rendered. And Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Come forth, come forth, come forth. Come forth, come forth. Rubbish. This is what the church is feeding on. No wonder, no wonder, 20 years, 30 years, within the church like this, there are nobodies. They can't quote a verse of scripture. Tell them, quote me one verse. My God shall supply, supply you according to you. Right. Are you sure you came to church? Mark's Gospel, chapter 4. Glory to God. And verse 36. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. Someone said he was not sleeping. Who told you he was not? The Bible says he was sleeping. Somebody said, no brother, how could Christ have slept? Why couldn't he have slept? He was a man subject to like constitution like you are. Yet he did not sin. John 4 verse 6, Jesus was willing and sat by the well. He took water, he took food. Luke chapter 8 from verse 2. There were women who followed him on his missionary journeys and ministered to him of their substance. He ate food like they all ate food. He broke bread. So never say, how could he be sleeping? He was only trying to test. Was, he was sleeping. God was saying he was sleeping. Now, if the idea was that Christ was trying to test, the, 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 the gospel would have said, well, he was pretending to be sleeping. Or he was deceiving, he was feigning sleep. Or he was lying, he was sleeping. But here he says, he was asleep on the pillow. Someone says, well, let me just add my own paraphrase. He laid on a pillow as though asleep. Where did you get it from? He was sleeping on the pillow. <laughs> How could Christ sleep in the midst of storm? How? The storm was not spontaneous and the spontaneity in a moment. It's possible that there is a sudden rise of the waves of the sea. But then it grows. It grows. It catapults. It, it grows. You know, it's, it, they're actually billows. They're they billows of waves. They come and they go down. They come and they go down. They come. So they keep increasing and waxing stronger depending on which part of the sea you are, you are cruising on or where of the reason for the storm. So it wasn't as if it was just a slap on the, on the ship and that was all. 
So I submit that the storm was raging and rising and upsurging. So even if Christ had been asleep, he possibly in his dreamland would have noticed this, this there is an undue movement somehow. Ah, which in the shade now. Ah, ah, <laughs> this is a serious dream. I'm driving in my dream. So he probably, hmm, serious storm of wind goes back to sleep. The wind could have caused the master to have aroused out of his sleep before now. But he kept asleep on the pillow. I do not think there's nobody who is possessed with whatsoever level of sedative that will manage the high seas at Jerusalem in those days. Except you are unconscious. Was raging and raving. Very tempestuous, turbulent waves of the high seas. I'm sure Jesus will have had a consciousness. This thing has been it's been, it's been tossed. Probably, probably on a ship. He wasn't he wasn't some kind of lad, but it was a ship, a little ship, a fisherman's ship. It was a fisherman's ship. The regency. And he goes back to sleep. Because God's word would have said, as Christ was sleeping, suddenly he heard the sound of the waves and the stormy situation on the sea. He arose out of sleep and he began to pray. Agitation. Some folks' body temperature quickly begin to rise. Some other folks have goosebumps all over their bodies. Some old papas and old mamas pee and wee in their shorts, in their pants. Ladies do it more. They actually wee, they literally wee. Have you seen people at examination halls? Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Excuse me, toilet. Excuse me, toilet. Toilet. Quickly go there. Ah, no, nothing is coming. They come back. Toilets, they go. Hey, nothing is coming. They come back. Toilets, they go back there. Ah, nothing is coming. Agitated. Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon thee, because he trusted in thee. I charge you in Jesus' name to learn to build your confidence in God, because most times situations attack us. Now, it is not in the character of situations to be molded to attack us with such heat. It's just like a sudden change in situations or the inevitable, the, 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 the fear of the inevitable. So shocks, it's a root shock that you lose God. You, 
quickly, emotionally fall into the trauma and the friendship of the trouble. You shake. You go weak. Some people faint. They just faint. Dead. Somebody just come and says, Do you know what just happened? Sincerely. And I was coming. Your brother was shot at the door by a robber and he's dead. He said, Dead. And you freeze to unconsciousness. Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace. What many of us look at is Jesus stealing the storm. What our teachers and our theologians tell us is Christ stealing the storm. Now I'm telling you the kind of heart Jesus had. Don't just think of stealing the storm. He had a kind of heart. Christ's victory over the storm was not apparent when he stole the storm. Christ's victory over the storm was his power to sleep in storm. This is where the victory lies. Because I want to know your faith when situations are upside down. I don't like to know your faith in church. Lift your hands and just say, I have faith in God. I don't love to see Christians tell me they have so much faith when all is rosy. I really like to see Christians' faith when things are despicable. This kijagi, when things are upside down, topsy turvy, beyond control. I don't love to see your faith when you have a receipt. <laughs> I love to see your faith when you have been withdrawn. Because being withdrawn is not the end of your life. And you cannot know that being withdrawn is not the end of your life till you know that being admitted is not the beginning of your life in the very first place. There are too many of us who have some miraculous things and we say, hey, it's obvious, we'll go this way deflated when things go on the other side. Folks that get some jobs and stop coming to church, they die when they lose their jobs. Because they say, ah, God go sit down. They will say life go to rest when they lose their jobs. I don't want you to always think of Christ still this time. What kind of hearts did Jesus have to have still this time? You should not think of stealing this time. You should think of having the heart Christ had. What you need is not the part of still this time. Now, the part of still this time, like he was in Christ, he is in you. What Christ did, you can do. He's at work within you with his power. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to his power that is at work within you. It is God that works in you, but to will and to do of his good pleasure. He's working for your good in his power and omnipotence. Night, he said, He that believeth on me, the works I do shall he do also. And greater works than this shall he do because I go to my Father. Don't think just of what he he did you can do what he did think of the kind of mind he had the kind of mind he had was that he was asleep on a pillow in the midst of a violent sea wave that's a very serious one first the mind then stealing the storm the average christian wants to steal the storm and leave out the mind. It's first the mind. 
Let me show you one other thing about Christ and his mindset. You will see this kind of mind. John chapter 8. Because I want you to build your mind to the place of stability by the word. Build your mind to the place of stability by the word. Stability in the faith. Have you heard this word? Be steadfast. Unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor in the Lord is not labors in vanities or vainness or emptiness of power. 1 Corinthians 50, 58. John chapter 8 from verse 1. Jesus went out to the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us, Moses commanded us that such, not just the woman, but the man and the woman, amen. <laughs> Leviticus 20.10 Deuteronomy 22 and verse 22 and then Numbers 5 Moses in the law commanded us that we should stone the man and the woman Have you seen it? Not just the woman alone, such But they made up their minds that this scripture was only relevant to the woman because it was a negative scripture somehow But then the men could escape because God's word was not binding upon them. He says, stone both of them. But he said, emoji to escape. With the cup on the woman. Emoji to go. You cook, emoji, cook, 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 quickly go, cook, cook. Let's come upon her. And they did. But what says thou? What? What? What, <laughs> what are you saying? Now, now, now we, we, we know that um, God has sent you particularly as a chieftain of imbeciles that will never understand Judaism. We know the spirit of God is upon you for evil and has anointed you a rebel against the laws of Moses. We know your teachings are outrightly and sincerely negative and wrong. We know that God has sent you against God and you're using the word against the word. On this one, please, no jokes. What are you saying again? This one. What? Mr. Messi. Comfort of the woman. Having a serious ministry to the woman. What are you saying on this one? With stones. They came with stones. They came with stones. I'm not convinced, ladies and gentlemen, that what kept those stones off their hands was just his answer. <laughs> his answer was annoying. They could have stoned him. What kept him 
was the power of God in manifestation demonstrated by his own kind of confidence. What kept him safe and kept him alive and kept those stones off those people's hands was not just what he said. What he said was, was, was meaningless. For an angry mob. What Christ said was for an angry mob. If Christ said yes, they will stone him. If he said no, they will stone him. Whatever he said, they were angry. They were mad at him. They had set him up. They had trapped him. So they were looking for an occasion against him to kill him. Hallelujah! Verse 6. This they said, tempting him that they might have to accuse him. They wanted to trap him. They wanted to trap him finally. They were set to trap him. That was a situation. Hallelujah. I don't want you to feel that they just did this because they wanted to be sure of which side he belonged to. They had made up their minds against him. Amen. They had made up their minds against him. So there was no other way Christ could run. Just like they came to him at Matthew 22 from verse 21. They say unto him, Caesar, what do we do? Verse 17, tell us therefore, Matthew 22, 17, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? He perceived their wickedness. It was their wicked heart. They had made up their minds. They were hypocrites. They were not paying tributes. They were stingy. They were not paying their tithes. But they were trying to look for the tithes question as an occasion against the ministry of the word. <laughs> they were not paying tithes. You know, most folks who ask questions about tithes and preach against those who preach against tithes don't pay tithes. Most of the most vehement opposers I have had in the ministry who said tithes is a must, is a must, and if you don't preach about tithes, you are a devil. Don't pay tight themselves. Hypocrites. Look at that word. Matthew 22 and verse 18. It was a wicked attitude they heard. Now the same thing we'll find at this place. They had made up their minds to accuse him. But Jesus stripped down. 
and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he had them not he stooped now in bible days they stand to read the scriptures and they start to teach And at Luke chapter 4, he stood up for to read and sat down and began to teach. This day is this fulfilled. Christ must have sat down to teach like he was teaching. So he actually bent over as though he had them not. That's confidence. That's my kind of guy. His life was not in their hands. His destiny could not be manipulated. It's simple. Help me now. Help, help me now. Hey, hey Joy, Joy, yeah, please. Hey, hey, you can't go out. You better, hey, don't go out. Don't go out. Hey, Joy, Joy, please don't go out. I will do anything, anything you want. My body, my life. Hey, Joy, don't go. Don't go out. Don't, don't, don't. Is he your God? Is he your God? Is the question. Please, please, hey, hello, uncle, don't go, uncle, uh, uh, yeah, uh, hello, 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 empty, please, leave my uncle back, empty, hey, hey, go, hey, hey. Jesus stooped as though he had them not. Evident manifestation of a mud action set to kill. They were mad, revealing mad a mob. In case you have never seen a mob actually pray, you have most folks who see mob actions leave the place battered, butchered, blistered. Now, if you have never seen a mob action before, describe what it looks like. A very mild mob action at times is at the bus stop. When there's a squam at the bus stop, there are few buses and there's a large multitude. As the stars of the sky innumerable and the sand by the side of the seashore countable. When there is a sea of heads and you are there in the midst of them choked. There are some Congregation of people that immobilize action, movement. You can't move to the right nor left. You just stand still where you are in the midst of them. And at times, without knowing it, you are lifted unconsciously off the ground, few steps by the mob. They just lift you. You just see that. You are riding on the wings of shoulders to the bus. Just enter the bus through the louvers without carrying yourself. They lift your shoulder, you know. They just lift you and lift you. They just they throw you and you land on your head in the bus. And nobody's doing it. See mob action. Mob actions are not planned. When thieves are butchered or people are taken and they are beaten by a mob action, an angry mob, or a wicked mob, people are assassinated, 
You don't even know what's happening because somebody is inflicting a cut on the head and that man on the same head. So a sharp axe lands on one point. By two sharp axes at the same point, and it is all planned. You say, How come they killed this man and they put a mark of the cross on his head? It wasn't intentional. A man asked him straight, and that man went on the other side. So it becomes the cross of Jesus on his head to death. Oh, you think they came to Christ and they said, um, and they hid their stones. Emoji. Rabbi. The crowd was not intended. The crowd began to gather as the questions came. And they angrily took stones. What did he just say? They angrily took stones to stone him. Are you here? So when they continued asking him, they kept asking and asking and asking angrily. It wasn't some kind of question by Nicodemus at night at John 3. They continued to charge him. Give us an answer now. You are dead. You are dead meat. You are cheap meat. You are everything. Are you here? So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stripped down and wrote on the ground. I don't want you to think of the miracle that happened. The miracle that happened is a possibility for every Christian. I want you to think of the mindset Jesus had. This is the real miracle. The miracle is not in the outward manifestation. The miracle is in possessing such faith. Did you hear me say this to you? The miracle is not in the outward. I want to show I can produce something. Ah, I'm too great. I'm very conquered. I'm a Christian. No! First the heart. It is not about showing people what you can do. It's about having a heart that can do anything. So your heart must be free of anxiety. Your heart must be free of statements that show you don't believe in God. Your mindset must be free of worries that prove you have no faith in God. You are never too late. God is never too late. You are never impotent. You are never powerless. You are never helpless or hopeless. You are always full and resplendent. No matter the situation, God cannot bring a change about what he has put on the inside of you. No situation can change you. Nothing can change the seed of God that dwells on the inside of you. No matter how bad or terrible, no matter how downward it is, no matter how down the drain, down the train, down the trend of life it is, there's a seed of God that cannot be conquered on the inside of you. It's a mindset. And this kind of mindset does not come by some mere confessions. It comes by a conviction that arises from the word of God. It's the word that keeps the mind in peace. Jesus stood down as though he had them not. He himself knew what he would do. That's my kind of guy. 
John chapter 18. An angry mob again came to arrest him with clubs and lanterns and knives. And Judah said to them, The man I kiss is the man, please. Like you have said, lead him away safely. Jesus said, Whom do you seek? We seek Jesus. Said, I am he. And they all collapsed backwards. Who do you seek? I am he. And they all collapsed backwards. That is the kind I'm talking about. The mind. The kind of confidence. The state of your mind will change. Ladies and gentlemen, the way to attack worries is not to read a book. It's not to read a book about worries. The way to attack worries is to build faith from the word of God. There are no therapies against worries for the Christian. The only therapy is spiritual therapy. You must allow the word of God knock worries out of your heart. <laughs> Somebody is worried. He's worried about the outcome of an examination. He's worried about what that sister will say. He's worried about what that husband will say. He's worried about what the boss will say about his job. He's worried about the situation. He's worried what his proprietor will say. He sits back at home relaxing, sipping alcoholic wine. I want to cool the tension for the worries I have. He worsens his state. He disowns God. He defies the temple of God because he's worried. Somebody goes to visit a friend, an unbelieving friend, or a lesser spiritual brother who gives you better words of advice on more worries. Why worry when you can pray? I love that slogan. But at times before you pray, check the word of God. Because what you call prayer is just a complaint or a murmur. You must be sure you call prayer. Now, if you are cursing God or calling God names or addressing God with the sense of unbelief, you are not praying. You are wasting your time. If you ask for a prayer, it must be channeled rightly in accordance with the word of God by faith and convinced this is what God has said about me. There's a river in the midst, a river of peace. The way out of worry is the way of the word. The way out of worry is the way of praying in the spirit. The way out of worry is the way of checking again the recorder. In the volume of books, it is written concerning me. In the volume of books, and there's something about me. There's an inscription. There's a standard thing about me. There's something about me that cannot change. This is what God has said. Here Christ mindset. And several other places in Bible, you see the apostles show rash boldness. Ladies and gentlemen, don't just think of rash boldness. Think of what they have at the back of their minds. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and the other apostles. At Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. They took knowledge of them having had their words knowing the way they were talking they were not talking like learned professionals of the etiquette of Judaism they saw their boldness so they must have been with Jesus these guys have something in their minds nobody can take from them that's the kind of thing I'm talking about 
Not just what happens. What's on your mind? Have you built your mind before God to the state of peace? Absolute tranquility of trust. Worries. Never give in to anxieties, ladies and gentlemen. You say, why? God has a plan for you. And the plan is coming to pass that fast physically because of the plan he had in Christ which he consummated that came to pass in the fullness of living reality. First Peter 5 and verse 7 casting all your care upon him How we read first Peter. Do you know how we read first Peter? We read first Peter saying, Each time we have a care, let us cast it upon him so that God can care for us. <laughs> we read first Peter by saying. If you have a problem with your academics, cast it upon the Lord. If you have a problem about your marriage, cast it upon the Lord. If you have a problem about your professional achievement, cast it upon the Lord. If your problem is about church, talk to Jesus. Why you worry? Why you can pray? Casting all cares upon the Lord for God cares. Lord, mind my business. I'm going to mind your business as I'm here on an evangelistic trip. Take care of my house. Take care of my kids. Take care of my bank account. Take care of my cars. Take care of ugly things. Lay not up treasures for yourself here on earth. He already said, don't lay treasures. So why are you telling him to take care of your treasures? He said, don't lay treasures. He already told you not to lay treasures. So leave those treasures here. He said, things will break through to steal. Mouth and rust will corrupt and destroy. Lay not treasures for yourself, he said. At Matthew 6 and verse 19. What was first Peter saying? Now, casting all your cares upon him. Casting all anxieties upon him. Because he cares for you. The care for you is in God. So never carry anybody. There is tense, or the word appears rightly in the in the context of its operation in Bible days. Having cast all your care upon Him, for there is a care of God for you in Him already. Now you will see this in its context. If I show you some things at Matthew's Gospel, First Peter. In sufferings, don't forget it's in sufferings, in situations beyond control. 
first Peter 4 verse 19 wherefore let him that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well doing as unto a faithful creator you are suffering first Peter chapter 4 and verse 15 but let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evil doer or as an a busybody in other men's matters yet if any man suffers as a christian let him not be ashamed but let him glorify god on this behalf have you seen it you see what is judgment of verse 17 judgment of verse 17 speaks of sowing to the flesh and reaping corruption have you seen it verse 19 of first peter 4 wherefore let him that suffer according to the will of god commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator and it goes on that's fine likewise ye younger submit yourselves unto the elder yea all of you be subject to one another and be clothed with humility for god resisted the proud and given grace to the humble you see God resists the proud Christian and gives grace to the humble Christian. No. Generally, God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. So be humble. <laughs> Have you seen it? Verse 6. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Be humble. Don't seek a position of pride. Don't be prideful. Submit yourselves so that in all things you be exalted in due season. Have you seen the reason? Verse 6. It's be humble. The state you desire to be great and be posing great will soon come. Just be humble. <laughs> In due time. Verse 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary devil. As doesn't say who is the lion. There's only one lion of the tribe of Judah. As have you seen it? As a it's metaphoric. As a roaring lion. He's not the lion. There's only one lion. Walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resisted fast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren and are in the world. Your suffering will not last forever. Because it's going to last for a while. And the Lord will perfect, establish, and strengthen and settle you. We stay. Can you see that verse 7 is not about each time is a suffering. The state of mind. Casting all your care. Trust in him. Not one care after the other. But all I care. Right now, let's look at it from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore, I say unto you, It's not the life more than mate, and the body that remain, behold, the fowls of the air, for the soul not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bands, yet the heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. 
they toil not neither do they spin yet i say unto you that even solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these wherefore if god so clothed the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven shall he not much more clothe you O ye of little faith therefore take no thought saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or where whither shall we be clothed for after all these things do the gentiles seek for your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all of these things but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things you think of shall be added when a man becomes a Christian who has found the kingdom of God all he should have thought of could have thought of have been added he said pastor you are misconstruing this verse he says seek ye first the kingdom of God now I thought you have found the kingdom of God now you have found the kingdom of God you have found Christ you are born of the spirit of God all the things you ought to have sought after have been added your state is a state of tranquility I want to begin to build your mind with this space of strength from this and ground yourself rock solid on the fundamentals of scriptures with conviction so that worries will not have a state a stake rather in your mind there are many reasons why we worry the main reason why we worry is because we have no faith in God. People worry because they have no faith in God. It's impossible to have faith in God and worry. People worry because they have no faith in God. gospel was where I started from Mark's gospel chapter 4 he was at Vestadiate in the hinder part of the ship asleep on the pillow and they awake him and say unto him master carries thou not that we perish and he arose and he the wind and said unto the sea peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm and he said unto them why are you so fearful how is it that ye have no faith we worry because we have no faith ladies and gentlemen why worry instead of having faith when you worry don't try to pray look for faith <laughs> the solution in worry is not prayer the solution in worry is faith before prayer you need conviction you need to go through scriptures to reassure yourself and rekindle your heart 
of the flame of faith that once ever burned, if any ever burned before. I want to look at the scriptures again. Why do I worry? Time, anxiety, overwhelms you. It is because you have no faith in God. Hear my cry, O Lord. Attend to my saints. Hear my cry, O Lord. Attend unto my saints. Hear my cry, O Lord. Attend unto my prayers. Psalm 62 from verse 1. When my heart is overwhelmed. <laughs> if your heart is overwhelmed, you have no faith in God. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no solution in Baba, I have no faith. Help me with faith. No. The solution is that you will need the faith. You've been told to have faith. Don't trust him. Believers doubt that I can do this. Lord help me, help me no the struggle is the struggle to have the faith I believe by spontaneous acts of the gifts of the spirit miracles happen without people's consent like when Christ was on earth Christ was acting as the gift of the spirit <laughs> some of them had faith some had no faith People were healed against their faith. Never say when Christ was on earth, all that were healed needed faith. No, it's not that God healed without needing any faith. They just came and they were healed. Luke 5 17, he was preaching on Saturday day. The power was present to heal. It was a manifestation of the Spirit of God. No faith. No faith. The man at John 5 who was 38 years bed fast or paralyzed, had no faith. I have no man. He had no faith. He was not ready. He was not ready. The 10 lepers were not ready. When they got healed, they just went their way. Let's go. Healed by the power of God. They were not ready for anything. Now, blind Bartimaeus of Mark 10 was ready. The man at John 4 from verse 48 was ready. And all that. But they were so we're not ready. So, there are spontaneous manifestations of the gifts of the spirit where a man does not need to exercise any confidence or conviction. But it times to bring a physical change or a, a, a spontaneous miraculous change. You are ready to stand firm on the faith of the word and insist a change comes away by the power of God in this physical situation. So never say, Lord, help them unbelief. Instead, look for faith. Go and buy faith if you need one to buy from the word of God. Look into the word and build your heart. Read your Bible again and again. Faith is born by the word. When the word grips your heart and conviction is born, faith is born. So look at the word of God and try to stimulate your heart to faith. Faith doesn't come by confession. Faith comes by the word. Not just the word. It's the word of Christ. The word of oath. The word of the pastors of God's word. What God has done. Faith does not come by God will do it. Faith comes by God has done it. Faith does not come by God can do it. Faith comes by God has done it. 
Faith does not come by God may do it. Faith comes by God has done it. Faith does not come by I know that I can make it. That's not faith as unbelief. Faith comes by I know that I have made it. I know I can stand. No matter what may come my way. I know my life is in his hands. You must know how faith is born in the word. Faith comes by the word and the word is the word of accomplishment. Faith comes by the word. It's a logos, the thought of the will of God that came to pass. Faith is not born by scriptures. Faith is born by the message of the scriptures and the message of the scriptures is the finished work at Calvary. Faith is not born by Bible verses. Faith is born by the message of Bible verses. Seek the scriptures in them. You think you have faith. But these are the words that speak about Christ in whom faith should be reimposed. Faith is not born by coming to church. Church may be good and means to get you to faith. But first, faith is born by the word of God, the word of oath. I fear. I'm anxious. I fawn. I faint. I win. I fall out. Drown in the mire of ugly discombobulation and the tumors of tempestuous perils because I have no faith in God. Number two, anxiety and worries come to my heart. Though I have faith in God, I don't have faith in the finished work. I know I believe the Lord, He is cares for me, but what does He care for? He cared already to pastors. So I must not just say, I have faith in God, I have faith in God. I must have faith in the finished work at Calvary. A good Christian is a redeemed Christian. A redeemed Christian is the one who trusts eternal life. The finished work at Calvary. This is the crux of Christianity. It is over and done. Ladies and gentlemen, number three. Reason and anxieties come because we listen to people. Many of us look for worries. We go to look for worries. We go around to look for worries. You actually go to look for worries. You want somebody that will create worries in your heart. When you listen to people, worries in you. Mark's Gospel chapter 5. From verse 25. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all she heard and was nothing better but rather grew worse when she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment for she said if I may be touched but this clothes I shall be made whole and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him turned him about in the press and said who touched my clothes question mark mark 5 31 and his disciples said unto him thou seest the multitude throng in thee and saith thou who touched me verse 32 and he looked round about to see her that had done this thing but 
the woman fearing and trembling knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth verse 34 and he said unto her daughter thy faith hath made thee whole go in peace and be whole of thy plague while he yet spake there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said thy daughter is dead why troublest thou the master any father verse 36 as soon as jesus had the word that was spoken as soon as jesus had the word that was spoken as soon as jesus had the word hey i said number one anxieties and worries come because we have no faith in god number two anxieties and worries come we have no faith in the finished work at the cross of Calvary. anxieties and worries come because we listen to people Jesus had the word that was spoken. He knew what this word could do to them. As soon as he had the word. You know many of us go around people. We go around to seek. Excuse me. What? I know you're not a doctor, but you must have an experience. What exactly is wrong when a big man like me 107 kg begins to lean up from my stomach the man says it means you have tuberculosis arthritis what will happen heaven is the cure he doesn't know what he just said i don't know what he just said but what he said has stayed faith in my heart no Saw your toe looks like mine. What's cancerous? At times, unbelievers convince us to worry. If you are, if you are somebody who listens to people, you are finished. Talk is cheap. Faith is hard to find. who have faith are not found in church like this people who have faith are found in their closest their prayers are want to be made to god if you need somebody who will give you conviction you must go into your closet on your before god never look for anybody <laughs> jesus, saw, jesus saw the prevalence of unbelief so he said that Luke 18 and verse 8. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man shall come, will he find faith upon the face of the earth? After his resurrection, he upbraided them for the unbelief. The unbelief. At Mark 6 and verse 5, he could dare do no mighty works for the unbelief. At Matthew 13, 58, he could dare do no mighty works for the unbelief. He marveled at the unbelief. Jesus knew that men are unbelieving. He knew people. He don't know men are unbelieving. <laughs> amen. Try amen. Doesn't it show my face? Doesn't it show as a pastor who is so filled with the faith of the word? Doesn't my unbelief show my face when you come and say, Pastor, pray for me. I have a headache. I say, That is it. Stand here. Ten, ten meters away. I'm going to kick that headache off you in the name of Christ. Go! But when you come the next day, you say, I have a cancer. I say, I say, ka, ka, ka. Cowards. 
Let's go to Herbalist quickly. Doesn't it show? Doesn't it show? When you come and you say, Pastor, I have a cold. I say, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off, you are healed. When you come and say, I have a growth in my stomach. I say, ah, ah. Hey, hey, kilo fishori. Who did you cause? Where did you get it from? Didn't know that uh, you are like this. Oh, I even thought you were clear. This kind of prayer cannot be offered for you. Doesn't it show my face when you come and you say, I need 10 naira? I say, Glory, glory. Take. So you need 10 million. 10, 10 million. You're a thief. 10 million. Go and sit down. So if you want faith, you can't find it from anybody. You can only find it from yourself. He that must trust God must trust God himself. You can't my faith you cannot exploit my faith you can only exploit your own faith you must have faith don't have faith in me or through me or by me have faith in yourselves and have faith before God as soon as Jesus had it oh I pray for you but the word of God you'll be able to understand you'll be able to understand the words of unbelief from people for you by the spirit of God you'll be able to understand the words of unbelief from the stage when the words of unbelief are being sung at you and these words of unbelief sing to your heart gradually it sings it takes root in your heart you don't know how unbelief comes unbelief comes like faith comes unbelief is as strong as faith only it's a different direction the same way faith is born, unbelief is born. And most times in the church today, unbelief is preached than faith. If the pastor comes every Sunday and says, I bless you, I give you power, power you, I encourage you, I anoint you, you will make it. You will, he's breathing in you unbelief in God. Because faith in God is that you have made it. Faith is consonance. Faith is agreement. If you don't agree with what God says you have, how can you claim to have faith in God? Somebody says it's just that my faith is weak. You have no faith. There's no weak faith. It's either you have faith or you don't have faith. Weak faith, little faith, ordinary faith, small faith, and no faith at all. But you say, you see, people like us need to ask for the giving because we have little faith. You have no faith, and asking for the giving is unbelief. God does not show partiality. He does not have respect of persons. God does not respect the wise like he does not respect the poor. God doesn't favor the rich like he doesn't favor the poor. Someone says, eh, you see, eh, it's just that eh, the Lord knows I don't have faith. So what will he do? Without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. He that cometh to God must not cry to God. Me, bo, me, ba. Oye me, I know sabi, I know gree. The only is too much. He still don't believe. Israel, for being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish for themselves righteousness, did not submit to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law to get righteousness for everyone who believes. The righteousness which is of the law speaks on this wise: the man that doeth them shall be justified by them, or live in them, or live through them. Worries will come if you hear the words of men. 
the greatest inspiration to worry is lack of faith in God the second strong point to create worries in your heart is the lack of faith in the accomplished work at Calvary when you are saying God do it God do it God do it you have no faith in God I know I can make it I know I can't stand no matter what may come my way it's the greatest unbelief on earth I know that I have made it I know I can't stand no matter what may come my way my life is in your hands never get into worry because your life is in God's hands and he has a plan a workable physical practicable spiritual plan for you in himself before you cared enough for his care he cared enough for your care the third point ladies and gentlemen is to listen to people what is your opinion of somebody who has gone through an abortion seven times and has been looking for a child six years many of us describe our situations and our counselors are discouraged in fact most people seek the pity party to such extent that they describe the situations with exaggerations so you will proffer a stronger than the real solution you get the point like many of us phone and intimidate doctors doctor 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 i'm dying doctor i'm dying i'm dying doctor i'm dead i'm in the grave doctor i'm dead i have a cancer of the brain because my head is aching no no doctor please don't look at the book don't look at my head no 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 get it straight i have a cancer of the brain i have a growth at my main strength of my gumption there's something that my cerebral he says rubbish so the man will say to you don't take one dose take ten doses which becomes injurious it's a pretentious way of seeking counselors to proffer a very very strong situation solution that goes beyond the situation which most times is no use it's like taking a sledgehammer to kill a mosquito so you break the brick wall bah! and the mosquito runs away or flies off you get the point when someone brings a trailer lorry to come and carry the speaker trailer lorry he drives to church and destroys church building and destroys the speaker and carries the oh, I don't know if you are here you love to hear people's counsel in the multitude of counselors there's always safety that counselors who do not have the same infirmities like you have you are at an advantage position you yourself are a counselor you are a danger to all dangers never express fears of dangers to anybody you yourself you are dangerous for situations and God is beautiful for a situation it's funny when I seek sympathizers when Jesus had this word let me begin to round off let me round off Mark's gospel chapter 5 and verse 36 as soon as Jesus had the word as soon as Jesus overheard them as soon as
as he overheard them. Do you know at times, at a time as a pastor, you tell some people, leave the company you are you are dwelling with, <laughs> leave the thoughts of your parents, and you say, ah, 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 what's that now? What's that now? Ah, ah, I have a mother and I have a father, I have a wife and a husband now. Ah, what's that? Because I came to church, should I leave my father? I cannot agree. If anything will take me from my father, I will not agree. Me, Nigbao, please, 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 please. Coming to church is for prayer, hallelujah, and amen. And I go out. How can you say I should leave my father and mother? As soon as Jesus had it, say, wait, 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 wait. Your death is your family. Your mother will never allow you to be a good Christian. Your brother's influence over you is too negative. It will destroy your life. Before you make Christians, you have been ruined. There are many of us who are shadows of our parents on living realities. Because most parents, when they see themselves failures, failures at an early age, failures, they begin to robotically, stereotypically make us live lives they could not live themselves. Hey, my son, I'm not saying buy me a cow, but it's not too bad. My daughter, don't marry all these small, small boys with small, small trousers. I beg you. At 30, it's not too bad. If I ride a cow, ah, my daughter, your wedding will be glorious. You will marry a husband that will be very, very, very rich even if you are stolen the money. Very, 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 very rich, very rich. A young girl, a young girl took a young Christian home. And the woman said, where does he work? She said, mommy, he's still schooling. Ah, schooling! Go and look at Kelechi's mother. Kelechi's mother's daughter married a 419 man and she built them a house. I will live in the household. You will not spoil my, my mission on earth. The mission you could not fulfill, you can fulfill for you. Tell your mother, mommy, sit down. You could not buy a car for your father, did you? Your father's, you could not even go home when your father died. Remember, I told him this story. You were at Lagos. You did not get money to borrow home. So I'm supposed to steal and kill and give you what you could not get in 50 years of existence at 38 years. Be frank to the, be straight to the point. Because most parents are ruining our lives. Parents ruining marriages, visions, focus. There are many Nigerians who have visions here in Nigeria. God says, stay back. They are in jail at America. Because parents push them there to go live the lives they could not live. It looks to me as if you have your own life to live. And that you should live it well and be a blessing to your parents. But never be forced to live a life that is false. Never be forced to live a shadow of yourself. So I know your wife needs a car, but buy my own first. I'm not competing with your wife, but I, if your wife rides a Corolla, I must ride a Homer. I know she's finer than I am, but sincerely, I know, but in my own days, I was better than her. 60 year old woman comparing herself with a 25 year old girl. Okay, if you think you must, must compete, come and stand here. Let us see the most beautiful. Then come and stand here, mommy. Stand here, mommy. Let us see the most beautiful now so we can make a choice and throw you away into, into, into where you belong. If you are somebody who listens to people, listen to pastors, listen to friends and well-wishers and unbelievers who have no faith in God. Number four. Unbelief, worry, anxieties, come. 
when you carefully carefully watch the trend of events many of us are very skilled at leading events sincerely if man you place arsenal you know who is called the first goal sincerely you know nigeria will never win at the wembley because the person that will draw the first blood will be so and so sincerely you know it's impossible to preach at america sincerely somebody said the word circles will never make it that person had studied the trend of things how would the word circles make it how, how, tell me how 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 Till next world. The only prayer he said, I'm praying for the word circles, is that by the next world, the word circles will come 300 years before other generation of religious Christians. So they will have taken over. <laughs> when you read very well the economy, somebody says, I don't pray except I listen to the news. He does not pray unless the devil talks to him. And the devil tells him what is not true. The devil tells him, right now, I'm at San, San Francisco. Right now, I'm at Las Vegas. And the devil's at his kitchen. In his heart. He's in his wardrobe. Right now, I'm at San Francisco. I'm causing trouble there. The next earthquake is by his building. He's causing an earthquake at China. China is in soup. But there is a python by his house to swallow his kids. He's not using earthquakes here. He's using vipers, rattlesnakes to kill us. He's not using flu. He's using other ailments, rheumatism, peculiar to the tropics. He's using certain things that will affect and kill us here. But the man wants to see events. this church now where do i turn my prayer okay on this side holy ghost there's this church be filled be filled be filled be filled be filled sisters who have been looking for come and stand here i want to pray for you now god will give you god will give them what that may not be their problem some folks are looking for husbands their problem is not in getting a husband their problem is themselves they are the problems. So sort yourselves out. Husband will come and meet you. Many of them. So choose one and leave the others to go quickly. Next world, you find the others. You observe. He that observes. If you observe the winds, you will not sow. If you've been observing the clouds, you will not reap. The heavy rains, the ideal rains, are good for sowing. Each time the farmer, farmer leaps to his farm, he sees the thick, dense, brittle black cloud. He says, I'll come back tomorrow after it has rained. He comes again. The rains are still lower and the clouds are there. I'll come back. He comes again. And the man that observes the winds, when it's hammer tannish, 
the winds, the winds, the winds will not reap. The fruit will rot on their stem. They won't reap. Never observe trends. Barely heard in prayer. The only place to know what the trend is from the inside. The way to know what is next is on the inside. If you must know the kind of job that will in five years, look on the inside. Don't enter school with the thought of IT, 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 IT. If you must know what will be prevalently good, lucrative business in 10, 20 years from now, look on the inside. It may be handling chalk as a school teacher that will yield millions in a couple of years from now. God may say, go back to school and lead education, education, third degree. Education, education, education. That may just be the ideal thing. Never observe. Make a choice. Lagos Abuja Portacourt. <laughs> oh boy. Boy, thank you, Jesus. Make a choice. Iloni Akure Ojobo. Jesus! Why have you bullshitted me like this? Does he bullshit? A man used the F word on Jesus. Why did you stop? So Jesus used, he used the F word on Jesus. He said, what's the F word? Don't worry about that. If you observe situations, you worry. Ladies and gentlemen, let me give you the last one and close and then continue sometime. If you are not a friend of God, you worry. Because the reason why many of us worry is because we think God has caught up with us. We think God has caught up with our weaknesses. We think our weaknesses have caught up with us. I, I just did. I just that I didn't go for all night. Since I knew I would fail. I knew I would fail. I just knew my child would be sick. I just knew. The pastor was saying, give, give. As he was pointing his hands, I was feeling to give, but I was trying to use the money to buy my baby food. I knew she would be, I just God, why must you do this to this family? And when we had money we gave to you, God, God, just because we could not part with one thousand dollars for selling like God, you have made this child say, God, God. Ah, daddy, daddy, you are messed up, daddy, you are, oh, daddy, you are whooped, daddy, heal this child. Worries will come when you are not a friend of God. There is nothing you can do that will ever bring calamities to you from God. He that soweth to his flesh shall of his own flesh reap corruption. Doesn't come from God. Judgment beginning from the house of God speaks of corruption will reap in the flesh. I've explained this before. Like the Corinthians who were sickly, who were dying, and some of them weak. When troubles happen to you, never call God, never, never accuse God. Many of us worry. Your worries have come because you've not been able to pray. You are bothered, you've not gone to church. You are burdened, you've not read your Bible. Worries come. 
worries, anxieties. What will happen to me? Where will I go from here? How will I manage? What if I die? What if I am sick? What if I'm possessed with the devil? What if, 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 what if? How is it that you have no faith? How is it that you have no faith? God is in control. The spirit of God is at work. There was nothing God could have done he did not do. There was nothing left out of the masterpiece at Calvary. Your story is a finished story. You are an accomplished reality. A token and a sign to the praise of the glory of his grace. It does not yet appear what it is. But the truth is that you have God's divine element and image. It's possible you have been a failure all your life. But the victorious sin up to now is indestructible. You have suffered shame. You've suffered shame. You've suffered ridicule. You've suffered defeat. You've been victimized. You've been vanquished several times. But God has changed your life. He does not sleep nor slumber. He does not forget things. We don't have to wake him out of his sleep. While you were unlovable and loveless, he loved you. seed of God is there. You are not a victim. You are a victor. You have the nature of God that cannot be conquered. It's indomitable. It's strong. It's an ever-living eternal nature. There's nobody who can equal your stance, your stand. There's nobody who can equal your state upon the face of the earth than he that is born of God. Thank God for the seed that will never die. We have what it takes reign here on earth as kings we are superlatively abnormal our abnormality is divine god has made us special unique objects of the supernatural we are superhuman let's stand on this ground and propel ourselves into the mainstream of trailblazing agents of the miraculous this is the will of god never cry never murmur never complain never worry never be anxious only trust the lord and have faith in god and stand and say i know i have made it in life god has a plan